Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Just a little hesitant to see if this thing works. Uh, this thing being my voice. This uh, this bug is still hanging on. It was uh, at its zenith when I uh, left just before Christmas, but it's just been still hanging on and hanging on. And on that Sunday, you know, the just Sunday before Christmas, we signed off, and I was feeling sick as the proverbial dog driving home. I'm in one lane. Woman driver in the other lanes, the way it's supposed to be, then she decided she liked my lane better. And ba-boom! So I felt very sorry for her because she got out of her car. She was telling me there were, you know, problems. And anyway, it was just one of those things. One of those times. Just the, whatever it is is going around, and it's sticking, sticking around, too. There are people who've had this bug for, because uh, you start to call people and are you sick? Are you sick? Are you okay? Are you sick? And it's been hanging on for three or four weeks with some folks. So it's the final weekend of 2017. And yes, we'll do a, we'll do some looking back at um, this past year and looking ahead to 2018. I have to do that on the final weekend of the year. And something special that's going to happen tomorrow. It's gotten a lot of attention, a lot of excitement. Three of the women who I admire tremendously in politics in this country, they all happen to be members of the Conservative Party of Canada, are going to be joining us for the final hour of tomorrow's program and dealing with 2017, some of the issues and some of the experiences they had in our, probably mostly in our parliamentary life, their parliamentary life, and looking ahead to the next year, Candace Bergen is going to be with us. And Michelle Rempel is going to be with us, and Senator Denise Batters is going to be with us. Three of them will be uh, my guests for the final hour of the final show of the final day of 2017. Back in 2017, radio was just a little less sophisticated. Anyway, some of the things that are going to happen in 2018, starting on Monday have to do with the business community in this country, particularly small and medium-sized businesses. And as we've often said, and it's the truth, these are the key employers in this country. Small and medium-sized businesses are the main employers in Canada. They create most of the jobs. And most of them are entrepreneurs, and they work long hours. They dedicate their lives to their businesses. But in today's somewhat fractious topsy-turvy world, the employer has become the enemy for some, 
and they're seen to be doing too well, or they're not paying enough to their employees. And so governments step up, like the Ontario government, the Alberta government this year, raising the minimum wage in Ontario. It'll be raised on Monday to $14 in Alberta, in October to $15. Ultimately, if Premier Wynne remains Premier Wynne, it'll be $15 in Ontario next year. But it's $14 on Monday, and uh, then in October, $15 in the province of Alberta. There's going to be extended parental leave, and uh, if you're a new parent, new mom or new father, and if your parental leave is intended for December the 3rd, so a couple of weeks ago, you'll be, if it, that's when it started, um, also after December 3rd, you'll be able to extend it for up to 12 months, and that's uh, federal employment insurance, extending that over 18 months. And you'll be able to stay home with your kids longer. What else have we got? Carbon price. The Prime Minister insists that all the provinces and territories will have a carbon tax, a carbon price in 2018. And if they don't, then he's going to, and the federal government will provide that carbon tax. This at a time when the government of Donald Trump, we'll talk about them later, but the government of Donald Trump has lower taxes or will be lowering taxes, particularly for corporations and individuals. And so, but in the business world, taxes will be lower in the United States, higher in Canada. How can that help our economy? Well, we all know budgets balance themselves, so I guess all will be well. What else we got here? Oh, taxes are changing for small business. The tax reform plan, or we're going to take another shot at it, Trudeau and Morneau, after essentially uh, calling small and medium business owners, the, the people who are the entrepreneurs, the people who are the driving force for jobs in this country, essentially calling them crooks earlier in the year and talking about them avoiding taxes. And isn't it interesting how a couple of weeks later we find out who the ethical miscreants are? It's not the uh, business people. It's Trudeau and his buddy. So small business tax changes are coming up. And... Uh, so there's so much of pot in July. It's going to be, uh, Trudeau insists, it's going to have to be legal by July. You know, for 75 years, nobody, everybody fought against pot being legal. Now we have the Prime Minister of Canada setting a hard deadline. I want it all legal by the 18th of July. Have got a party planned? Dan Kelly is the uh, president, the CEO, and the chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business the organization that represents small and medium-sized business in this country. He joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Corus Radio Network. Hey, Dan. Good afternoon. Sorry for my rather lengthy uh, dissertation on on what's coming our way, but I started with one and I couldn't stop. There is a big, big muscle ball of change coming to the business community of, in 2018, and, and a lot of it, unfortunately, is, is sucking the wind out of what, Otherwise, might be some some progress in the economy, and that's that's really the unfortunate part for a lot of business owners who, as you said, are working incredibly hard. They really feel like governments are 
are, design, are designing more roadblocks to put in front of them as opposed to, to helping them out. And, and that's not really the way it should be. What is the most troubling? What is the most challenging? What is the most negative uh, initiative that's being put in place where your members across Canada, the small and, business, uh, small and medium-sized business community members, would say, no, don't do that, no. I think there's a tie. There's uh, there's one federal and, and one that's happening in, in two provinces in particular, likely to spread beyond that. Uh, the tie would be between the federal tax changes that are starting to take effect in 2018. Even the, even the water-down package is very, very worrisome, and part of it goes into effect on, on January 1st. Uh, and the second big chunk of that is the uh, is not just the minimum wage hike that you referenced in Ontario and Alberta, but beyond that, the labor law changes that come along with that. There are, I mean, the Alberta and Ontario government basically said to union leaders uh, in their provinces, "What do you guys want?" And uh, we're happy to write you a blank check. Uh, and essentially, that's what's happening. There are so many labor law changes; it is going to be difficult even for business owners to keep up with all of the labor law reforms that are going into effect next year, uh, let alone actually uh, deal with the consequences on it uh, of it for their businesses. So is all this stuff going to cost jobs? It, it absolutely will. We're already seeing that. I've just noticed on uh, my Twitter feed over the last uh, number of days, uh, a large number of business owners flagging the number of positions that they're going to be downsizing, unfortunately, doing that, of course, with a very heavy heart. Um, I think, though, the, 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 the other effect of this is going to be far more subtle. It's going to be a reduction in the number of hours that, uh, that employees are going to have, especially for part-time workers. Instead of having, you know, 25 hours, you might have 20 hours. And then as the business year rolls on, unless the business starts to rebound back, uh, that could be trimmed even further. And that, that's essentially the movie that we saw in, in Seattle, where low-wage earners, who were supposed to be the big winners of the $15 minimum wage, actually ended up losing, on average, $1,200 each because either the, their job dried up or the number of hours that they had uh, were, were, more, were more limited. And, and, and we're, we're facing that. But look, there is a, 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 just a tsunami of, of changes that are, that are affecting the business community across the country. Some of them, as you mentioned, the carbon taxes, of course, there's a business, app- a business application to that, too. And then we have uh, next year, starting January 1st, 2019, seven straight years of Canada pension plan premium increases. And, and that is, you know, I, we haven't even seen the, 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 uh, the start of that. But I can tell you, when that starts to kick in, employers say, you know what, I don't have any more dollars. I got to start to trim that from my payroll budget. And that obviously costs jobs uh, for the future. So, um, you know, we I think individual governments look at their one micro move on this file or that file. Very few of them look at the macro picture of all of the knocks that are facing small and medium sized firms and, and or thinking about how they can expect entrepreneurs to keep up. Um, can you give me one example of one move that is being done, committed put in place by either the federal government or a provincial government that is going to cost jobs. People listening to this program now who have jobs in smaller, medium-sized businesses feel comfortable with those jobs, love the jobs because they're actually interacting with the boss who's got his or her life invested in the company. Uh, what one move specifically is going to take jobs off the table? 
Oh man, there there is a bunch of them, but uh, but the minimum wage is probably going to have the most immediate effect. We've got uh, fourteen dollars an hour. I mean, look, eighteen months in Ontario, mm-hmm. the minimum wage is expected to rise thirty two percent, and so we are starting to see business owners saying that they are going to have to trim the number of positions. I just saw one uh, just yesterday saying that he is going to have to let eight positions go uh, prior to January first in order to pay for. Uh, the payroll effect of the minimum wage hike that they're going to experience. Now, not every business pays the minimum wage, and what often gets forgotten is that if the minimum wage earner uh, gets uh, gets their increase of 32%, you know, the person that was making 16 or 20 bucks an hour is going to be looking to the employer and saying, well, where's my 32% increase in my wages? And even if it's not 32%, you can imagine... Uh, it, it, this comes from a philosophy that there's just tons and tons of surplus dollars and big profits yeah. in small and medium-sized firms that, that just very much isn't often, is very often not the case. Yeah. And Dan, people who are earning $15 now, and I think you partly said this, uh, are going to be turning around and saying to their employers, well, are you telling me I'm worth only minimum wage? That's, that's exactly it. There, there are a lot of people that have worked really long and really hard to get to 15 or $16 an hour and are going to be none too happy when that essentially becomes the minimum wage. Uh, and all of that, 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 that ripple effect through the labor market is going to be significant. And of course, you know, to, to somebody that hasn't looked at this in, in, in a great amount of detail, hasn't studied to see how this has gone down in, in other jurisdictions, they might think, well, this is great if, if everybody's making five bucks more an hour uh, you know, that's going to help small businesses out. They're going to have more dollars to spend. And, and yeah, to a, on, on a certain level, that's true. But, but that assumes that the business has those surplus dollars and it's just going to take them out of profit. Mm-hmm. Most of our members tell us the place that they're going to have to take them is out of other forms of payroll that they're paying. So out of the number of jobs or the number of hours that they're providing to, to uh, their employees. So that's probably going to be the first and biggest effect uh, right off the hop in the new year, but I would imagine certainly not the last, given the number of changes that we're, we're seeing. Do you have a few minutes longer that you can spare with us? I know you're busy, but can, can you give us a couple of minutes more? Uh, I've got a couple minutes, absolutely. Okay, so we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and talk to Dan Kelly some more, the CEO and President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Jobs will be lost because of government initiatives, um, and they are starting day after tomorrow. Come right back. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, and follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show, at uh, Condan1965 just tweeted, Sobeys are cutting hours of operation in Ontario, cut hours to employees. Are we better off with higher minimum wage? Well, I replied that uh, as, as far as the minimum wage is concerned, it wasn't put in place or wasn't raised in order to provide a better life for people who are earning less the, the lower minimum wage now. It was put in place because governments want younger people in the main to vote for them. That's why they're put in place. Um, I'm speaking uh, with Dan Kelly, the CEO and the president and the chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Just another two or three minutes with Dan here. Um, Dan, here's another uh, tweet that I received. 
If minimum wage is really needed, make it for the folks over 23. Make a minimum wage for school-aged teens, a 16-year-old weekend flipping burgers living at home, uh, can do with less like we did when we grew up. So our rate for breadwinners and a lower rate for youth. I don't know. if that, Does that make sense to you? It does. We've we've actually had experiments with that in Canada, where where younger people uh, that are that are going to school, not the primary breadwinner for the family, get paid a lower minimum wage. Uh, most provinces have moved away from from that. Unfortunately, it certainly was a helpful policy for for youth employment in Canada. Uh, one of the things just related to, but you know, we get that there are people, there are a handful of people that are trying to earn minimum are earning minimum wage and trying to support themselves or their families. Some people that get stuck at minimum wage and can't seem to shake it and get a higher paying job. That does exist, but it's a very, very small percentage. And, and our point all along has been that there are more effective ways to help low income earners like better education and training opportunities for them, like the move that the federal government just made to raise the, the, the working low income tax credit. I mean, that was a, a move that the, the Trudeau government made that we applauded uh, in the last budget because it puts real dollars in the pockets of, of people at, uh, that, are, that are struggling. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, this policy, as, as, I, think you're, uh, as, a, as I think the email outlines uh, very well, is it, it ends up hurting the very people that it's intended to help. And the vast majority of minimum wage earners are supplementary incomes to their family. That income is still important. But it's not the only thing they're gaining. They're gaining experience along the way, and, and that, that's costly for the employer and sometimes goes away when the wages go up too high. Yeah. Just uh, one last question, 30-second answer from you, please. Is all of this activity by government that is directed towards small and medium business, whether it's provincial or federal government, is it going to close businesses? Is it going to force businesses to uh, move, to maybe move to the United States where taxes are going to be significantly lower? Whereas in Canada, they're going to go up also because of the carbon tax the prime minister insists on. Will businesses close because of all of this? They will. It won't be as dramatic. Uh, it won't be a dramatic shift, and it certainly won't be a, an immediate shift. But these things happen over time. Mm-hmm. And, and there are more and more businesses that are getting lured away by attractive packages from the U.S. states. Uh, I've talked to a lot of manufacturers these days that are saying all of the knocks that they're taking really are starting to motivate them and be more vulnerable to those requests to come elsewhere where where it seems business is welcomed. Canada was moving in that direction. Sadly, it seems that we're shifting uh, where business is becoming a dirty word again to our politicians. And, and that's probably my biggest concern. Okay. What else in 2018 are we going to see? Yeah. Dan, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. All the best. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Dan Kelly, the president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. 800-263-2428. 800-263-2428. Call me now. Are you a business person who's going to be hurt by all of these changes? Uh, minimum wage, carbon tax, and all the rest of it, you're going to be hurt? Is it going to cost jobs? 800-263-2428. Are you a person working on minimum wage who's saying, wait a minute, this is fair, I need it? 800-263-2428. We'll come back. <laughs> 